If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. You may be seated. James A. Garfield, as a 16-year-old boy, worked on a canal boat, and the the boat's name was Evening Star. While uh, on the boat, on, on duty, he was calling up a rope, and the rope got hung. He jerked on the rope, and when it came loose, he lost his balance and fell overboard. But he didn't turn loose of the rope, and it just in seconds, the rope tightened up. He pulled himself back up on board uh, the boat, and it come to him, God must have something special for me to do. So the story says that he quit his job, and he went home. Upon entering his house, he saw his mother on her knees praying, and he listened. She was praying for his safety. And he thought, hey, God really must have something for me to do. And this home where he went was in Ohio. Um, Sometime later, he was led to run for president of the United States of America. In doing that, he was inaugurated in 1881, early in 1881. The following July, the story said that he was shot Uh, and died in September of 1881. And, you know, I think about that life. It was a short-lived life. It was very short as far as being president. And probably a lot of people don't even know that about the man. When we look at Psalm 121, uh, all that I have tried to read about Psalm 121, nobody really knows who the writer of Psalm 121 is was. But nevertheless, whoever it was, was inspired by the Holy Spirit of God to write these words down. Now, the caption in my Bible over this psalm says, a song of degrees, meaning a song of steps. Now, in this life which we live, we are taking steps, one at a time. The only way to reach the top of any ladder is one rung at a time. And, you know, it's, to me, climbing a ladder is easy going up. But it's the coming down part that's not easy. Especially when you look around and realize just how high off the ground uh, you are. And so the psalmist says, when we think about these steps from above, one step at a time, he says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. Now, this is the source of our help. The first thing to notice in verse 1 and 2, we'll read verse 2 again. My help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The source of our help. I hope that you as a Christian realize, hey, we're not self-made. 
Regardless of what we think we know, regardless of how much we think we know, we are not self-made. We are who we are because of who God is. We are what we are because of what Jesus has done on the cross for our sins. And we follow who we follow by the blessed Holy Spirit of God. Uh, It is from above, he said. What is above? Jehovah's house, the Lord's house, my Father's house. And it's, it's from the creator, the creator. When we think of the creator, I think of the grace of God because he has love and grace and mercy for all of us. It's God's holiness. It's God's treasure. And it's all from heaven. That's why the psalmist, whoever he was here, he said, my help comes from above, the hills. And we think about that. You think about all that God has created and all that he uh, wants us to enjoy. And I've said this before, if it's a clear evening or a clear morning on our way to the church house on any Sunday morning or Sunday evening, we can see three levels of mountains as we drive up 24. And I think about, uh, you know, it must have been an awesome sight to watch God create those mountains. And you know, the, the, you know the, you pass over one set and then you wiggle around and you pass over another set and then you wiggle around and finally you're at the top of the highest one that you can see and then the road begins to wind down. But it's one step at a time. It's one mile uh, at a time. And we realize, hopefully as a Christian, that our source is from the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, not only the source, verses 1 and 2 But verse 3, we see the strength of our help. Let's read it again. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Uh, It's a personal thing. He will not suffer your foot. He will not suffer my foot to be moved. Uh, You know, to go anywhere, uh, to carry our body anywhere, we've got to move our feet. We've got to pick our feet up. And we've got to move forward. But so he says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He will not allow our, our feet to slip. Okay? He will not allow us to slip. If we're engaged in his work, if we're following him and what he is leading us to do, it's a personal thing. You see, uh, man cannot go without moving his feet. And the feet is they carry the body. The word slumber simply means to sleep. And it's, it's a foundation in which we stand on. And I'm sure many of you, I know that many of you because you've told me. And I can relate to that. When my feet hurt, I don't want to stand on them. When my feet hurt, I don't want to walk on them. And so if we try to do so, we limp. And then the next thing that's going to happen, somebody say, why are you limping? Well, my foot's hurting. Or my knee's hurting. Or my ankle's hurting. Or... Who cares? <laughs> you know, but we we give in to our hurts, right? We give in to our pain. So so he says there, he will not suffer thy foot, neither my foot, to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He will not allow, that is, he will not suffer, he will not allow thy foot to be moved. If we're where God wants us to be, 
He is not going to allow Satan to move our feet to cause us to slip and to fall into temptation and and discover that, hey, I thought I was planted in the Lord. The Bible says that we are, as Christians, we are planted by the rivers of water where we draw our strength from. And we will flourish and we will bring forth fruit and more fruit and much fruit. And so when we think about that, it's, it's a personal thing. Um, it's not only personal, but our strength for our help is, is vigilant. It's watchful. Uh, he that keepeth thee. Um, who cares for thee. And I think of that word slumber. The Bible is very plain. God don't slumber. He don't sleep. He don't take a break. He's always there for us. A third thing about this psalm is found in uh, verse 4. He says, behold. The word behold simply means to look. Pay attention for what I'm fixing to say. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep, shall not become inactive, okay? You and I, hey, you know, we look at, I look at our, our deacon book, and there are many names on there, and outside that name, it'll say inactive. What if our God were to become inactive? Just for a second would be too long. The very breath that we breathe is dependent upon God. Many of us have difficulty breathing sometimes. I have asthma. Some of you have asthma. Some of you have other uh, things that causes you to have difficulty in breathing. But it's God that produces and gives us the oxygen uh, that we need in order uh, to breathe. To breathe. The, the surety of our help is found in verse 4, the surety of it. We don't have to worry whether it is or whether it is not. Um, it has already been tried and it's already been proven that God is in control. And so when I think of that, I think of Isaiah 26, 3, where it says, Thou will keep him. In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee for one reason, because he trusteth in thee. <clears throat> they make oxygen machines, okay? That makes oxygen, so it helps us to breathe better. And when they put me to sleep, before they put me to sleep last week, they put oxygen on me. Hmm, that's, I didn't smell anything, but it sure felt better. You know, it's an, it's an aid to cause us to, to breathe better. And our Lord wants us to breathe better. But you know, sometimes we do things to our body that brings on difficulty of breathing. Um, you know, I see many people outside and uh, working and doing things and they wear a mask. Why? So that they can, it filters out hopefully all the junk uh, that we would breathe. But uh, he says, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber and neither shall he sleep, neither shall he be inactive in your life uh, and mine. And I, I think about this. In Hebrews 13, 5, he said, I will never leave thee, never, not ever, no, not ever will I leave thee, neither will I take my eyes off of you. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. He's got his eye on us. He says that the church is the apple of his eye. Now, if you and I don't want to look at something, what do we do? Somebody tell me, what do you do? Huh? Shut your eyes. Do you literally shut your eyes? 
Or do you just close your lids? Hello? If my eye is shut and you pull the lid up, that ball's looking right at you, right? <laughs> Unless something's done happen and they roll back in the back of the head. But that's what we say. Shut your eyes. We'll close the lids. Why? To shut out the light. To shut out the light. And God's in control of the lids in this world. And when I think about that, you know, he doesn't slumber and he doesn't sleep. Um, he's always available uh, to us, the surety of our help. Well, let me give you uh, another thing. Uh, verse, uh, verse 5 says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. A shade. What do we use a shade for? Hey, you can be outdoors in the blistering hot sun. Hey, I want to head toward a shade. It's a little cooler in the shade. The shade of protection. If we drive down our driveway, uh, there's trees on both sides. And this time of year, you can't see very deep at all because of all the shade, because of all the leaves. But hey, come fall and winter, those leaves are gone and you can see all the way to the road. It's amazing what the shade does. When I think, uh, let me read it again. Uh, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Shade, it's salvation. When we think of the shade, the salvation uh, of, of the shade. We think of the, uh, the shade as being our help. We think of the Lord's shade as being available to us at all times. When we think of the, the shade, it is a deliverer. And when we think of the shade, it's everything that we will ever need. It's a covering over us. Well, last of all, the scan of our help. Um, let me go back. I don't want to miss any verses. Um, I better read verse 6 there first. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night, protected by eyelids. Uh, one commentator said, uh, well, we know the sun will smite you. Uh, you, you, can't, uh, you cannot look at the sun with the naked eye. You might glance up at it, but your eyes are going to blink because it's too bright to look at. The moon is different. You can look at the moon. But it said over in the eastern part where this writer was talking about that the moon was much brighter and much closer that if it was constantly stared at, that it could eventually blind a person. So that's what God is saying. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night because it, you are protected. Your eyes are protected by our eyelids. And when we close our eyes, that's what we usually say, we are simply lowering the shade, just like in a house with a window. When the sun's bright, we pull down the shade or we close the curtains to block out the brightness. All right, verse 7. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. Now, we serve a God who does not want us involved in evil activity. And the word preserve, again, means to keep. Okay? 
Many of you ladies, you do preserves. You put up all kind of preserves. Why you call it preserves? You put it up now so you can have it later. It will be preserved for a later date. And, and so he says, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Hey, we are sealed. If we're, if we're saved, we are sealed. Our soul is sealed until the day of redemption. When Jesus comes back and brings all those souls with him that were saved and comes to get the church, those of us who will be alive at that time, be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air because we have been and we are being, those have been who's already gone on, but we are being preserved for the coming, for the day of the Lord when Jesus will come back to get his bride. All right, verse 8. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. The going out is out in the public, okay? He's going to preserve us out in the public. My protection is over you no matter where you go. Even if it's in places where we have no business, he said, I'm not going to leave you and neither am I going to forsake you. So uh, the going out is in the public and in the coming in is in the evening when we retrieve and we come in to our own homes, our, our places of abode where we have our privacy. And really, uh, you know, I wouldn't change the wording. I would not change the arrangement. But we need to have private time with God before we try to present him out in public. And so he says, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even far evermore. See the... Bible also is very plain that we are kept by the power of God. I read this little story that a person built a weather vane. It was like a, um, a windmill that gave the direction of the wind. And on the, the blade, the fan part, which uh, made it turn, the tail end of it, I guess, they wrote on there, God is love. And they said a man came by and looked up and read that. He said, hmm. He said, as far as I'm concerned, God is like the wind. He's wild. And the man said, let me tell you about God. He is the one that causes the wind to blow. And he's always present when it is blowing. It's a personal thing. No matter which way the wind is blowing... God is still watching over his children. We think of our own children. No matter what might be going on in their life, we still are watching over them. It's been said many times, and Lynn reminds both of us, that when our boys were little, they stepped on our feet. And now they step on our hearts sometimes. And, you know, I think back about that. If we have raised our children the way the Bible says to keep train up a child the way he should go, as far as following God, when he's old, he'll not depart from it. You mark it down. I guarantee you our youngins, our two boys know about their raising. And sometimes they will say, 
Um, we think more of you than you think we think of you. They know where they've come from. We gave them a good foundation. So no matter which way the wind blows, hopefully they will continue to stand on that foundation. So finish up this one time. Verse 1 again. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And we need to depend on that. Father, thank you for the word tonight. Thank you for the psalmist. Whoever the writer was, Lord, we thank you that he wrote this down under the inspiration and the guidance of the Holy Spirit of God. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for those who've come tonight. Pray that you bless every home that's represented. Lord, we'll just thank you and praise you for all you do for us because we know that you are our everlasting Father. You are the uh, eyes that see us, and you are the one that's in charge of the wind. And may the wind blow upon us the way you would have it to do, and may we stand strong and stand tall, because we as Christians know where our help comes from. In Jesus' name, amen.